Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to the Bald Gun Guy podcast. Our journey through the world of Hitman continues. We are, in one sense of the way, a third of the way done, but that's not really true, because Hitman 2, as Ryan pointed out, is right before we started recording, is is quite long. Uh, I'm Six Dalmar from Scanland Media. Ryan, you're here. Oh, shut up. Okay. <laughs> it's the it's the thing that Jason Foreman says to everybody. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh man, immediately, <laughs> maybe, immediately weird energy. Maybe he doesn't play, maybe he doesn't play when you're on the plane, not a podcast. Or hey, also, maybe as, long, play as long as you're happy with your new look, Ryan. <laughs> also, maybe he doesn't play when you aren't like a toxic billionaire who can say anything they want. <laughs> Uh, joining us also, uh, Hitman expert Ty. Welcome to the show again. Thank welcome you, back. Thank you. I just want to go on record. I, I support that sort of aspirational behavioral strategy. You know, you got to act like the toxic billionaire you you aspire to be. So good for you, Ryan. Pussy so uh, I, good, you got to change your whole muscular structure. That's <laughs> uh, it's it's very funny because I mean it's 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 I'm sure it's obvious, but you know. These levels were released, you know, like, not quite monthly, but they were released episodically. But, of course, by the time, you know, the public was playing Paris, they were already well into, you know, not not even Sapienza. They were well past that, right, on their planning. Um, and so this is one of their first chances they got to sort of respond to what people latched onto. And they're like, people really like Helmut Kruger. <laughs> what if we brought Helmut Kruger back, kind of, even though you might have murdered him? What if Jason Portman? <laughs> what if Jason Portman took one look at you and said, "Hey, I was gonna do that." <laughs> In fact, I literally did that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm wrapped up, and he's like, he just like follows you around and yells at you. <laughs> what does he look like without the bandages on? I never got to see that in my playthrough. I don't think you get to see it. I'm sure you can if you like disguise yourself as a doctor and just like walk in. That's a good point. I guess I guess I don't know. I'm gonna have to research. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just I'm just gonna imagine that for the sake of economy, they just completely reused the uh, Helmet Kruger assets 100, percent and it's it's literally Helmet Kruger's head. Um, I don't care if that actually turns out to be true or false. Uh, wow. Okay, actually, I found I found. All right. Well. We'll do. We're doing this now. I found Jason Portman. He's in a mission in Hitman Two. Oh no! I don't know if he's had more plastic surgery or what, but oh, no. um, he uh, he looks different. Mm, is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> surgery maybe didn't go out too well. Yeah, he doesn't really look like Helmet Kruger. I would say no, not so much. But maybe two is a prequel. <laughs> before you looked amazing yeah yeah uh well anyway we're here to talk about kaido in theory um and also just sort of our, our general thoughts about about hitman one i think probably makes sense to do that at the end after we've gotten our our thoughts out about uh first off citizen versus which is of course a medical condition um, I actually, <laughs> I was going to say, I actually knew that one before Hitman taught me, but I knew it because of Metal Gear Solid 2, so I should shut up. <laughs> I mean, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I learned, like, 
you know, 60% of the things I ended up taking with me from video games, you know, be it like civilization or something like that. So, you know, there's no shame. Yeah, there's the, there's the part at the end of Metal Gear Solid 2 where, where fucking Fortune is, is you know, fending off, off Revolver Ocelot, and he shoots her in the heart, and she's fine, and he goes, oh, that's right, your heart's on the other side. <laughs> and you're like, this is stupid. <laughs> um, but that is the impetus for the action of Cytus and Versus, uh, set in the Gama Private Hospital in Hokkaido, Japan, where uh, former ICA assassin and training director Eric Soders and uh, sort of low-key friendly antagonist, like he's he hasn't been like an out-and-out villain, he's just sort of been a dickhead to you, um, now has fully defected to Providence, which is just the Illuminati, uh, so that he can get a life-saving life uh, heart transplant with a, you know, a left-sided heart. Or right-sided heart, excuse me. It's the other way. That's that's how that goes, right? Your heart's on your left. I'm good at this stuff. Uh, other target, Yuki Yamazaki, who is a uh, former Yakuza lawyer who works for uh, Providence and is here to get uh, some information from Soders once he's able to, you know, walk around and breathe properly and stuff. Um. It is an interesting uh, map because, you know, we've we talked about sort of the restrictions, like, for example, that Colorado puts on us, right, where you start off and the map is hostile and you can sort of you can overcome that fairly quickly. One of the restrictions of this map, however, is that um, your loadout is restricted until you hit mastery level 20. So it is hard to start out with fancy toys. And that actually does remain an effective um, barrier throughout most of the level. Yeah, and most likely your stash item is going to be the keycard scrambler. So, you know, mm-hmm. just to, you know, put it out there, right? Like, that's what that slot is most likely going to be dedicated for. Um, unless you know, you know, you're going to be doing something specific that doesn't require it. Well, here's the thing, right? We got a, we got some comments um, from, from, from some listeners about uh, feeling that we had sort of oversold the keycard scrambler for this level. Because you can just put on clothes and get around. Because, yeah, the keycard scrambler, the reason it's useful is because the the premise of this place is that uh, your outfit has, like, an RFID chip in it. And when you walk up to a door, it's like, no, you can't go in here or yes, you can. Um, and I do think at first blush and in certain circumstances, it's like, well, that's a very, very effective way of limiting your access to things. But also you can just choke out a guard and now you're a guard and you can go anywhere. Yeah, I I felt like it kind of made textual the thing that was always true of Hitman was that certain places are just guard or like closed off by disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, it did having the scrambler did make like subsequent playthroughs a little bit speedier. Um, but if I knew I was like going down the pipe to get like a staff disguise or like a doctor disguise. Uh, and if I was going for a specific like mission or challenge, like I wouldn't bother with the key card scrambler at that point. I do feel like though, especially for uh, for Soders, a lot of the ways you get access to being able to kill him are locked behind either disguises that are hard to get or needing the key card scrambler, right? Yeah. So like his 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 you can destroy his you know his replacement heart that's locked up you can poison the stem cells that's locked up and of course the operating theater is locked up mm. so what you can well you can you can mess with the guy's like br- the the morgue doctor's brain who has the heart yeah. stash and just like walk in after he walks in 
that's true, but you do need to get a spe you do need to get the item. You need to know how to do that. And also that whole thing is a thing we're gonna talk about. There's a lot in this map. Um and I don't know, like what do you like okay, so here's an interesting thing. Um I feel like there are almost virus vibes from Soders and the fact that he's in immobile target that you I mean, you can kill him just by shooting him, but mostly you're gonna kill him other ways. And he's not going to move around. He doesn't have any AI. He just sort of sits there. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like it is handled better than Sapienza because I think a lot of the, like, first of all, the facility is just smaller, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but also there are, but also there are more varied and interesting ways to take him out. Yeah. Uh, and also there are like a billion ways to get there, right? So it's mm -hmm. not you're not repeating the same process. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, bad. the the medical wing or whatever we want to call it is like much better integrated into the rest of the level. Like not just because it's smaller, but because there's so many points of access and like all these different like things that make it feel entirely different. Even though yeah, we are seeing the only other occurrence of like this you know variant of mechanics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I can I just say like quickly before we move on, like in in defense of uh you know the centrality of the keycard reader so specific to the way i play hitman which for people who have been you know listening up to this point is you know welcome as no surprise um i really hate reducing a given run of hitman uh down to execution which means that i intentionally don't plan my runs most of the time like 90 percent of the time and the 90 percent that i have the best you know time on right and so what i like to do is i'll like think, oh, this might be a good starting point for what I think I kind of want to do. Put myself in there and essentially like try to forget as much as possible about the map, like within, you know, within reason, but still. Um, and to try to make fresh all of the little like problem solving opportunities that I encounter along the way, right? Mm -hmm. Which is at the end of the day, like a bunch of artificial limitations, right? Like I, I can just map out a run and execute it, but I, I that's just not what brings me the most joy. Um, and so in that, having the keycard scrambler just opens up another, like, little, you know, subfield of possibilities within that kind of a play style. Um, and again, I, I I know there are other people who like to play similarly kind of chaotic, uh, you know, runs as the majority of their playtime on the game. Um, but it's kind of in that context um, that it becomes so important. Um, but again, that's, that's only one way to play the game. So, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the one of the dangers as far as like having fun with the game is developing like what feel like obvious solutions to certain parts of a run, exactly. right? Um, if you get in the habit of being like, well, obviously the easiest way to kill soldiers is to, to is to like destroy the heart, then you sort of get yourself into a rut where you're not having as much fun and not exploring as much of the space. What and do I you definitely mean? Do that. It's so easy to eliminate the virus. You just walk up and shoot the guy. <laughs> I will say, I, I will say that um, when I was playing this level more when it came out uh, years ago, um, I would, and especially before I got the keycard reader, um, I would every single time destroy the heart. Every single time. Um, I would just fun. do it. Yeah, it's fun, but it's a very, very like easily solved like yep. set of rooms, right? Yep. Um, and so there's there was basically like no reason other than you know entertainment and the you know having already completed the challenge or whatever um yeah. there was almost like no reason not to do it if i was doing a high difficulty run and i wanted to unlock something with the uh 
the Yakuza lawyer um, kills. Like, that yeah. would be where I took my risks. It would be with the Yakuza lawyer that I would, yeah. you know, make my one save for the run. Um, and then I knew I could just do the morgue every time. So, yeah, that's, it's, when that's, I was yeah. yeah, when I was doing the uh, ninja, like, shuriken run, uh, that's basically what I did was the heart room and then um i went up to the uh the bath turned the temperature up and just waited for her to walk in mm-hmm. and then just like cut her from behind with the shuriken yeah that's that's definitely there are some like if you want to do like saso you do definitely get sort of tunnel vision on this map in a way that like i mean you know there is sort of like there are only a few like practical solutions to doing that but if you if you do lower difficulty and branch out a little more, there's some really cool shit. One of my, my favorite kills is one of the challenges. Um, did anybody else do uh, One Last Time, Mr. Soders? Yes. That yes, one I did. rules so hard. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, when you were talking about the ways you can kill Soders, mm-hmm. just looking uh, at them is one of them. <laughs> yeah, Ty, do you know this one? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. I did it back yeah. So for anyone, for, for, for our listeners, um, if you, specifically if you choose your outfit to be like, you know, 47 signature suit and you make your way to the operating room Soder, and just approach Soders, Soders, you know, he used to be your boss and he sees you and he just goes, oh, fuck, and has a heart <laughs> attack and dies. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a fun one. Uh yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, there's and you know there's stuff like I don't know. Looking at you know the mission stories for this one, um, you can like you know do like hack the AI, and that one's that one's pretty fun. Um, you can like you can either drug the surgeon so he fucks up, or you can uh, like leak to him the fact that Soders had his dad killed. Um, you can poison the cigarettes for you. I don't know. Some of these, some of these are better than others, right? The, the poisoning, the sushi doing the blowfish sushi is, is sort of an all timer, right? That's just a classic. So I will say the, uh, for the, for the AI, right. Um, back in the day, I briefly dated a gentleman whose whole like shtick was the, what was it called? The internet of things. Um, Mm -hmm. and very much leaning into world of things applied to like uh, medical technologies. And it was always something in the back of my mind, right? Like, this has to come with, you know, like a lot of risks, right? Like you're, you're opening up these systems that are very, you know, high stakes and blah, 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 you know? And so I remember when I played through this uh, first time and then again, recently, um, it just kind of like gave me a good chuckle. Um, I don't know, just cause it's something that, yeah, there's just this little like personal connection, but something that's kind of like taken for granted, I guess. Like, because the, I feel like this has become increasingly like, uh, less sci-fi. Um, over the years, even even since, uh, you know, the, the level itself came out. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. If you told me someone hacked a surgery bot and killed somebody, I'd be like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> but I would believe you. That seems right. plausible to exactly. me. The one where you disable the AI and just stab the dude a billion times with the thing. It's so that one was so good. It's pretty. It's pretty rough. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it did. Yeah. T- it did take me a good minute though to remember that when I was doing it uh, like the other day. Um, that you have to like actually like navigate over and then use the keys to select the right order to yeah. get to the stabby stab. And I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I felt like I had just for some reason. I'm, I'm just like remarking on this in case it comes back later. If I have some insight around it. Um, but I felt like I had a little bit uh, worse amnesia 
with respect to like the mechanics of completing a lot of the story challenges um, than I did on most other levels. Something mm-hmm. something odd about that. Like I, I definitely remembered each of like the you know the little cut kill cutscenes and stuff like that. But actually remembering the specific steps to get there were like even fuzzier on this level. Um, how many hmm. years later? Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff is fairly is fairly intricate, right? Like that you have to, you know, do all this stuff to like mess up the AI. You have to sort of do a puzzle to do that. And then you have to do a puzzle to get the right, you know, option with the operating table and everything. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think some of my favorite stuff is just like, I do think the challenges in this one are really good, right? I mean, I mentioned, you know, one last time, which is good. But there's also the, I think he is dead now and overkill, which are just sort of mirrors of each other. Which is you can either you know either kill soders and then destroy the heart or vice versa, which is just like you can <laughs> you get to double kill someone. It's great. <laughs> uh, there's also the uh, there's a Easter egg with um, a character named Carlton Smith who's a recurring like hitman NPC who works for I think the FBI, um, and he's locked up in a freezer. <laughs> And if yeah. you keycard scramble, he just pops out and he's like, oh, hey, it's you again. And if you don't know who he is, you're like, yes, of course, <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, I mean, while we're talking about challenges, I think this is the spot to talk about Guardian Angel and the microchip, which is. <sighs> is Guardian Angel in the game? It It is very, I think it's bugged right now. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I also had that issue, and I it sucks because of all the challenges to have to be trying over and over. I don't want to try that one over and over. Um, so the uh, the guy who's in charge, the curator, the doctor who's sort of in charge of getting the or- the organs for for surgeries and stuff, um, has uh, bipolar. Right? He's got bipolar disorder, and he had a uh, experimental chimp chip not chimp, uh, put in him to sort of regulate his, you know, his brain juices, right? His, his serotonin and all that jazz. Um, and you can get a remote for it and mess with it. And I, what you said to me, Ryan, is you thought it was played for laughs. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I totally agree with that. Here's the context. I was watching the Mr. Freeze video. And in that one, he yells YOLO as he's jumping off. And then I play it, and I'm like, oh. Wow. That might have been just, like, either an insert or, like, a coincidence that he yelled that. Or it might have been something that they... uh, Wait, that Mr. Freeze yelled it, or... Or maybe he inserted from another like NPC or something. I don't know. Or maybe it got, got, like, patched out because it was in incredibly bad taste. Um, Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like you mess with his, you mess with his his medication, with his brain levels, and you can make him, you know, have a have a manic episode where he gets you access to the heart, or a depressive episode where he tries to kill himself. And I just don't want this. It's, yeah, not good. It's not good. Um. I know. I think I think it does get like there is an associated bit of storytelling that I think is kind of fun, which is the idea that he has a collection of like of like donor hearts that he's like, oh, this one like to check out like he's got a cool collection of bugs, but they're hearts. I think that's kind of cool. 
but tying it into this shades all of it bad because this sucks. Yeah, not a good bit. IMO. No. No, don't don't love it. But I mean, you seem to not like Hokkaido overall, Ryan. I like it. I think it's fine. I just don't. I've had it hyped up to me so much that I play yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, Hitman level, cool. I, just, I guess that's fair. Yeah, I you know, it's in my top three, but like when we have levels like Bangkok and Sapienza and ICA, it's like, you know, it's fine. I just didn't have any like particularly strong feelings about it. Hmm. Um. While we're talking about bad things in this level, we want to mention Steve Gainer, cool guy. Yeah, we probably should, right? Uh, um, and part of this is, hey, this was made in 2016. You yeah. Know? Um, Back when everyone thought Steve Gainer was a cool guy, right? But yeah, so if you if you don't follow gaming news, Steve Gainer is a co-founder of Fulbright, um, who have made games such as Gone Home and Tacoma. Um, and it was recently, uh, news got out that, um, there's been a mass exodus of like women developers from that studio because Gaynor has been like emotionally abusive to the women on his team. Um, and so, uh, in this level, if you do a bunch of pushups with one of the security guards, uh, he'll call you a pushup master like, like Steve Gaynor, uh, and that's the thing. Yeah, or if you just sort of head in the area, he gives a rant to another guy doing push-ups about, like, what it really means to be Steve Gaynor cool. And it's just... I'm sure it was just a dumb, funny strig once upon a time. It really leaves a bad taste in your mouth these days. Maybe they should consider patching it out. Yeah. I... Listen. A lot of people I respect were friends with Steve Gaynor in 2016. Totally. So I don't... I don't feel strongly about it one way or the other. It is just uh, ridiculous that this news came out and then we played this mission. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just, you know, any anytime, I mean, obviously, like, Blizzard is dealing with this. I mean, among a great many other things right now, right? Um, mm-hmm. From what I understand. So it's, you know, the sort of unfortunate consequence of, you know, even just those mistakes or whatever, um, you know, writing IRL into your games, right? Yeah. Like, People can suck IRL, and you don't even necessarily know about it at the time. So, and it's it's uh, also a clear difference, right? Because like with with Blizzard, it's like them hyping up abusers that they employed and enabled, um, as opposed to this, which is just like you know some some people from a different country being like Steve Gainer seems pretty cool. I'm like that's I'm sure that was a perfectly innocent sentiment, you know? Yeah, I I, I don't have anything to contribute. You know, I I, I yeah. pretend to know. I don't I don't even actually play games, so. I'm <laughs> I don't know about all that. Those videos, those games. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there are other details about this mission that people want to touch. I mean, there's the plot-wise. At the end of this, you you agree to work with uh, with the fucking the Illuminati, and so going into Hitman Two, we're going to be working with the Illuminati. Yeah, this was the most like, hey, do you want a sequel ending? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I don't know. Part of me was like, I because I you get the cutscene every time, and I I watched it at the end, and I couldn't help but thinking that a young forty-seven just looks like I don't know, 
like some Irish kid. Right. I forgot we get young forty seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I again I don't I don't necessarily it's just some Angela's ashes looking guy, you know. Um anyway, but uh I don't know, I I feel like I do you wanna like talk about the level like at all more or like like I don't know, where do you wanna go? Yeah, I mean, you know, we could just sort of sort of do general talk. I don't know. I think I think I really had a good time with like I enjoy the the density of the level and it where it feels like like I'm not overwhelmed, but it feels like most places you go there's something you can do, right? Um I think it's visually striking. I think there are cool little easter eggs like the Kane and Lynch poster. Thank you Ryan for pointing that one out to me. Um and I don't know, I think I just, I found this also, you know, these people really suck. It's always nice when the people you're killing just really suck. I like yeah. that. Yeah, so one, I guess, like, um, I'll, I'll start with, like, the superficial, like, I'll answer, like, a superficial element to the question I'm going to ask, right? So my question is, I think this, this is, like, a productive point to ask. Like, if we compare this to Paris, because I think that this level actually compares to Paris, uh, like, you know, sort of better yeah. than yeah. than most others just being doing based on like design factors i'm curious like you know how is it like working for you how is it not like thinking about like um you know sections that are you know sparsely populated and you know fairly open um points of like connection between you know like more critical places like i don't know like if you just like if we if we try to compare it to paris like how does it stack up um in its design yeah. and also i just as a note like one thing that the superficial answer that has nothing to do with actual game design is I do think it's funny that with this kind of bookending mission that's like the the end game Paris right or something like that um, the stereotypical uh, or like the joke stereotype character instead of being you know a shake whatever is uh, just a drunk Texan um, I don't know there's yeah. something about it kind of coming full circle to where the uh, the most American of Americans is the uh, the token exotic um, I don't know that just kind of but I got on a more serious note. Like, uh, yeah, like how does this how does this stack up in Paris specifically for you? Uh, well, one, I killed the Texan every time I had the chance to. Dude, <laughs> fuck that dude. Um, I think for me, the the problem I have with this level is that you know, like Paris, or or maybe even Colorado, Colorado less so, but like it is a level where you start out and everything looks extremely confined it feels like you don't have a lot of room to move around but then as you progress that becomes less the case mm-hmm. my problem is like the points in the level where you can easily bypass a lot of security i don't feel like it was telegraphed very well like like the the, the pipe that you can slide down when you go outdoors on the mm. very edge would not have even thought to look there if Six hadn't mentioned it to me at all. Um, or even just, like, going outside on the balcony and shimmying all the way over to the Texan's room. I didn't even... I You know, I ended up discovering it, but I wouldn't necessarily think that to do that on, on first blush. Um, it's stuff like that where it the, the level feels more impenetrable in a way that I don't think was necessarily intended. I'm not sure. Um, 
but that's where my friction with Lolo came from was just having trouble seeing the spots where I needed to see to to like navigate the stuff and then you know when I discovered it or when I learned that like certain stuff was there like I had a good time but I don't know there was just a level of like masking stuff that I feel like could have been done a little bit better I don't know yeah I mean I think um I do think some of it is intentional right I do think this is a level that I mean like you you open up the the like the pre-planning screen and it says like you don't get to take a gun you don't get to take a lockpick you don't get to take coins right yeah that's that's like that's in your face like no this is different and you load in and the first thing is the computer saying like hey you're not going to be able to just sneak through doors um i do think out of the gate this level is trying to put up a front of being this like very strict lockdown forbidding place and gradually you are supposed to see the cracks in that security i guess my problem is i feel like the cracks are few and deep yeah like once you see the the spot the holes in the security you're like oh these holes in the security are absolute if i use one of them i am fine right like you will never ever ever be caught sliding down that pipe to the staff area you can run around that whole staff area get a free costume no one ever turns around you are good as gold but there are not very many of those and so you end up using those every time yeah yeah yeah, that totally. I, I'm so I'm so glad like that it kind of followed this trajectory because to me when I like say it's like the hard mode of Paris or it presents itself like that I feel like in a lot of ways it's the more exaggerated version of Paris like for that reason right like the uh, the the whole staff like the the floor zero right um, that has come up just now um, yeah it's even more open than the most open sections. Um, of either Paris, sorry, the basement in Paris, or you know any of the other where you have like a lot of play and stuff like that. Like you can just do whatever you want. There isn't any tension in a lot of the you know yeah where you're like sneaking around and things like that. It's not even oh it's a generous path you know that I have a full twenty second window to do X and Y. It's just there's literally no one here um, mm-hmm. or no one that's ever gonna you know do anything about it. Um, and then the like the equivalent of the third floor in Paris, um, you know, where the auction is happening and security is really tight. The equivalent being the, the medical wing um, is perhaps even slightly more obnoxious. Because um, there's so much goddamn glass. Yeah. All the doors and all the all the like half the walls are glass, and so like you will do stuff where you're just going up a staircase and people from outside will see you, and that's not fun. It's just obnoxious. Um, yeah, I like this level a whole lot, but I do think like it is trying to do it like like a lot of a lot of times in Hitman One when they try and do difficulty, I don't think their solution is particularly elegant. There's also just a lot of waiting around once you do have your routes. Like mm. the uh I don't know if y'all did the silent assassin ninja stuff. Um but you know, for for that I would go down, you know, do the heart, go back up to the um the sauna raise the temperature and then a good like five ten minutes where i'm like waiting for yuki nakazaki to to go ahead and and use that the the sauna and it's like what (laughs) what is going on yeah yuki's route is bizarre yeah it feels like she's 
she arrives, she goes to her room, she goes to the sushi bar, she goes to her room, she goes to yoga, she goes to her room, she steps out of the hallway, goes back to her room. It's just like, motherfucker, get over here. Also, I, there's yeah. something about the, uh, I don't know, like, I think it's something, like, very like low level with the engine. She would reset her path, at least for me, like, more often than most of the targets that we've encountered mm-hmm. on other stages, and that was just, like, a little bit soul-crushing when that happened. I mean, it, it only happened, like, two or three times, but when the wait time is, like, five or ten minutes on the pad, it's like, oh, man, that hurts. Uh, where she would just, like, stop, like, for, I, I do not know what reason, and mm-hmm. she would just, like, completely reset and then, like, repeat the first part of her loop instead of going on to the second part of her loop, like, when she was in the, uh, both of pads. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I was, so I was, was trying to do... Cool. I was trying to do Sniper Assassin before we started this podcast, and I'd taken care of Sodas, and I was away clean, I was up on the ridge, all I had to do was shoot the shot, and then, like, step a foot to the left and hold down Y, and the mission was done, and I got my, my challenge. And I was sitting there for 10-15 minutes, just waiting for her to show up at the goddamn bridge. Yeah, and then the one with, where, the challenge where you, like, dress up as the director is even more of a pain, because you have to do all this stuff... To get his disguise and then activate her stuff, you know. Yet, and the way I, the way I stupidly thought it worked before I remembered how it worked was, I, <laughs> I dressed up as as the director, and then went into the Texans' room to get the cigarettes. And I planted the cigarettes, and then I was like, wait, she doesn't get on the helipad when she has the cigarettes. She just has a balcony. And then I, <laughs> and then I just walked on her balcony, and I'm like, hey, do you want to talk? And then she walked me over to the helipad, and then I killed her. But yeah, most of the length of this mission is like, Miss Yamazaki, what's going on? <laughs> you know? Also, is there doing? are there any other targets that actually cause a fail state if you screw up? In the same way, like there what aren't any, mean? there aren't any targets that escape a level. Oh yeah, there are. Uh, Wait, who? Which ones? I mean, like they will in Paris, even. Uh, Sapienza, right? Uh, yeah, Sapienza as well. The like the 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 airplane. There are a couple of levels where this happens. Okay, I, I'm going to be honest. I've played a lot of this game. I don't know how many hundred hours. I've never once encountered that. Um, like again, I, I was playing it straight. Like I didn't know that. I mean, that, like it's. I mean, like with Paris, you have to like. It, with Paris, it's so hard to get them to flee the level. You have to be trying, right? Because you basically have to get them to evacuate to the safe room and then scare them out of the safe room without hurting them. You have to really like wrangle them. Um, it's a, a lot of these levels. It's a very hard thing to do. Um, I actually was trying to trigger it here because of the challenge to like shoot down the the cable car, and even then. Yuki Yamazaki's AI will not fucking cooperate. So the first thing I did, I put a remote bomb on the roof of the cable car, and I, I've confirmed you just hit the remote and the cable car falls, right? And so I was like, okay, great. Now all I need to do is get her to evacuate. So I walked into her room with an assault rifle and shot everyone around her in the face, and she's just running in circles panicking. And I'm like, lady, leave. <laughs> it was does unreal. She, wait, does she flee if um, Soders is killed, though? No. What? No. That's the whole reason why she's there. Eh, you know, listen, maybe she can still get the list somehow. I don't know. Or maybe yeah, she's I don't, like, I don't, listen, I maybe... This... I don't think it's related. Because um, yeah. when she fleed for me the one time where I was doing a, a mass murder 
longer uh, playthrough. Um, I was actually saving Soders for last, just kind of thematically, right? Um, and yeah, she she attempted to flee before that. So. Mm. Yeah, she okay. flees based on a perceived threat on her life, but even then, her AI isn't super cooperative. I finally got her to run by basically doing like the dance thing and just emptying an assault rifle at her feet. And finally yeah. she bolted, but it took a lot of doing. <laughs> I will say, just as I, I brought it up, um, doing a, a uh, cleanse bridge kill run um, on this level is slightly more annoying. Just um, for some reason, like you get these stragglers who will just, once the alarm is triggered or whatever, um, they will just path into the most bizarre corners of the map that you've already cleared. I know that's, that's you know, like, you encounter that in any level. That's just how the AI works. But there's just something about it, like, this kind of... People will take much longer than you expect to, like, get to one of those, like, little distal fingers of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it took me... Like, I had to do two full clears um, just to get everyone. Um, I was doing it uh, earlier today. Um yeah, it was just it was just something interesting about it. Like, there's it's not just the targets that have like I think slightly jank uh, like pathing routines uh, on hmm. this level. Yeah, it might be something about the architecture itself. There are also a lot of like also if you're doing a like a no mercy run, like an aggro run, um, it's easy to get killed because there are just a lot of weird angles to deal with, right? Yep. And the glass too. If you get caught in the medical wing, like it turns mm. out that yeah, like you know. They're really, really adept at seeing and shooting through glass. So yeah, yeah. Also, uh, though, I will say, um, as far as a an aggro run goes, this map is great because there's like there's something about the like the geometry, how it's all built on a hill that you'll get um, you'll get the like uh, corpses ragdolling off of these like invisible vertices in the level. Like normally, I will get maybe one at most like popcorn body um, per like murder run. Um, and with this, I got like five or six. Um, I don't know what it was, but people were like flying all over the place in the dining room, uh, <laughs> outside in the garden. It was, you know, it was enjoyable. Got to see a good one when uh, Ryan was streaming their uh, their um, Patient Zero run where there was a, like a, a target running into the operating room and they put their hand on the door and then Ryan shot and they just flew up and slammed <laughs> into the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, as far as mastery, um, at level 20, you unlock full loadouts for this map, which, you know, lets you really play around in it, but also, you sh- I don't know, I don't know about you, usually once I'm at level 20 mastery, I'm kind of done with the level. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you get a good sniper rifle, you get the Seeger 300 Advance, which is silenced, good zoom, and also has the slow-mo thing. Um, also, you get the first, um, concealable pistol. It's a pistol that doesn't get detected by Frisk, and that's pretty good. Though, uh, later on, you can get one that's also silenced, and that's better. Uh, and then, three escalations. Um, quickly, uh, Mako Incarnation is just, just stealth, kill the director. It's not it's not interesting. Um, the Dexter Discordance is actually fairly fun, because it revolves around a special pistol that you get if you complete this, which is like... Uh, like a magnum that is extremely loud but also shoots through people and it's like go get this pistol and then defend your your like your room your suite from guards it's kind of fun actually hmm. um 
And then the Yuma Tenacity is one that I don't think is great, but I like the concept, which is about like killing the helicopter pilot and the surgeon while disguised as the other person. So pilot while surgeon and surgeon while pilot. Um, that's kind of cute. But on to the other, other mission for Hokkaido uh, in Hitman 3. Obviously in Hitman 2, there's the snow festival or whatever. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't know. Patient Zero... Uh, this is the end of the uh, Patient Zero campaign, appropriately enough. Um, you have uh, Owen Cage, who is a, a researcher who developed the, the biologic weapon, the Nabazov virus, and then uh, injected it into himself and was planning to disperse it at Sydney, Australia. But he was he was caught and taken to this uh, hospital to be researched. So your targets are him. Uh, Klaus Lieblade, who's the, the the Ether Corporation, who built the you know, the virus from Sapienza, um, trying to trying to study this virus, and then also anyone who catches the virus, which can include you. Um, I think Ryan's earlier comments capture it, which is that this level can like if you do it right, this level is no problem at all. But if you don't do it right, this level is torture. <laughs> Yeah, what I ended up doing is that I nailed it down to a science. I I lured the uh, one of the guards on the helipad with a with a coin. I didn't bring anything. I only brought the coins with me to the mission. Mm. So to to avoid like the the time loss I would get otherwise, because because people get infected the longer the level progresses, which is really annoying um and so i would get the guard run off to the other side of the map um i would i shot the the virus guy as soon as i saw him in the hospital without getting affected uh and then i shot the other guy in the other room and then i i just left easy yeah i think like blitzing the operating room is kind of the only way to do it yeah, but I don't... The more creative solutions, I don't know what they would be. And I don't know if I want to find out. I mean, when I first did this on Hitman 1, my creative solution um, involved uh, checking my corners. Uh, you know, uh, just, just, you know, like having the angles and um, several hundred rounds of 5.56 millimeter ammunition because I ended up killing about half the level because they all got infected. Yeah, sounds about right. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I remember uh, when I... So, as I've said, I don't have access to Vision Zero because Steam something glitched out, and I'm not paying mm -hmm. for it again. Um, but I remember when I was playing this... Uh, first time um i did not really care enough about the narrative to actually read anything i just like booted into the level and i remember leaving like i whether i went to the bathroom or something i stepped away from <laughs> for an extended period of time and i came back i was just in i, was, I hadn't moved i i and i i think anyway and i didn't really realize it right away and then I, I held down control for the first time, and I just had this moment of like, oh, fuck. 
what is happening? <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. I, that's all I got to say about it. Actually, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like the moment. Like, first of all, they don't like they they hint in the in the like the mission like briefing about the idea of it being infectious, but they don't say like, and obviously you'll have to kill anyone who gets it. But the moment was like, uh, so here's the thing for this thing. Happened. <laughs> and also <laughs> then also the first time you get it yourself and you're like, Oh fuck off. <laughs> and you get it after like standing next to someone for like a second. I'm like, bro, it's really contagious. These bioweapons. I guess. I mean, listen, if you, I don't know if you you can you can get an antidote you know if you rush down to that stem cell room but uh don't just restart just 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 welcome to Hokkaido 47 just do it <laughs> yep. um yeah I think this mission is really cool um I don't know if it's very fun <laughs> yeah um I just I love the idea so much but it snowballs so hard that I feel like you either nip it in the bud or you murder everyone and I wish there was more room cuz like I was watching you do one of your runs and you were being pretty you were being pretty run and gun but it was still like the number was going up of infected people was going up just like a tiny bit faster than you were killing people and it's just like this is this is untenable Yep if you, uh, you know, you know, I think would make this work better is if you had some way to like force lock doors so people couldn't leave. If you could like, like, okay, the virus is spreading here, hack this computer and you can start locking down exits so you could control the numbers. I feel like that would work better. That would actually be kind of cool. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, some inter- interaction with, um, Sakai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you know that. Of course, that's that's a lot of work, and I think they'll. I think the mission is plenty cool as is. Just as as we say, uh, unless you're very good at it, not particularly fun. Yeah. Um, any anything that like brings in like you know new mechanics um, or you know reshuffles existing you know ideas to produce like new gameplay experiences. Like I'll take it. You know, mm-hmm. um, for the couple bucks that you know that single mission ends up being. Like I would, I would have paid a couple of bucks just to be surprised when I hit control and then saw an entire map full of red <laughs> people. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's kind of. Uh, there's also there's also a fun solution where one run one run that didn't go well. I just threw the rubber duck in front of them, killed them in one go. Mm. But you can't do that from the outside because they fucking blocked it off. Because they hate fun, I guess. So you got to go inside. Everybody's like, huh? Who are you? Drop the rubber duck. And they're like, huh? That's weird. It's a rubber duck. <laughs> do you know Bam. Do you know if it's possible? Okay. Um, can you get infected while you're in a kill animation? Do you know? I have no idea. That's interesting. Because I'd, I'd be interested to see if you basically let the level run. Get every single person infected. Um, go in as a ninja with the sword and that would be actually an interesting just like you know kind of challenge right to see if you could take out everyone in the level um with a melee weapon essentially um by exit like which is actually really hard because of how jank um you know the game kind of is with handling uh melee kills um and mm-hmm. like the animation trigger and stuff 
Especially with um, stairs and stuff, which that map has. Oh yeah, it would be it would be a nightmare. But again, it's just like a challenge. Like again, I'm not going to pay twenty bucks to find out if you could actually do that. Well, you well you can't even wear the ninja disguise in the DLC. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, I it's been I, I forget because it's been so many years. Yeah. 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 But you are you are hostile by default on that map anyway, so you could have the ninja effect regardless. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's Hitman One. We finished Hitman One. We played a whole ass video game. Yeah. What do y'all think? Like Ryan, you haven't played Hitman Two or Hitman Three, right? I've played Hawks Hawks Bay. Okay. Um. But other than that, so what are uh, you? Yeah. What are you looking like? What do you hope for? What do you look forward to in Hitman Two? I just want more open levels and more of a feeling that I have a million possibilities. Because mm. that's what I love about Colorado, and I didn't necessarily feel that with most of the levels on here. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited, though. And people seem to love 2 and 3, so. Yeah. Or at least 2, if not 3. But I like 3. I mean, yeah. I like all of them, I guess. That's not, you know. But, um... Ty, are there any? Is there anything like going back through it that that is going to be you know a particular interest to you? Wait for Hitman Two or yeah, Hitman Two, Hitman Two. Um, no, it's actually kind of funny. I feel like most of my like um, when I so when, like when I say Hitman, I mean one and two since I bought the game like as Hitman Two was coming out, um, right? And I bought it including all of one, right? So I played them as singles. Pretty much all of my like strongest memories of the game are from Hitman, like the Hitman that we just finished. Mm. Um, with the exception of the final level um, in Hitman 2. <laughs> but that'll, it'll be a while before we, we talk about that. Not to say yeah. that they're bad, um, but if, if you like, if, if you ask me, like, oh, like, well, you know, what was the most fun, or you know, what do you think about Hitman 1 and 2? It's Marrakesh, it's Paris, um, definitely Colorado and then Hokkaido I mean even though we've kind of like taken it apart a little bit um, I think we're pretty like we're pretty experienced with the game at this point so it maybe didn't have a lot of that mystique just because we've been smashing the game so hard Um, but I remember it did feel like a final boss level um, at least when I like first played it and you know again without a lot of tricks just kind of like figuring it out as I went it was very cool Mm -hmm. Um, and then after that things get a lot fuzzier for um, so I feel like I'm, I'm in a lot of ways kind of returning to uh, Ryan's experience, more or less. Huh. Um, huh. Yeah. I'll um, say, yeah, I'm excited for Miami. I think the premise of that level is cool. Uh, South Beach bringing the heat. Yeah. Uh, party. Uh, for, forget about friends. Party in the city where the heat is on all night on the beach to break it down. I could do a lot of the lyrics of Will Smith's Miami. That's a fun fact about me. Um, Ty, you sort of hinted at it, but did you have some 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 bigger thoughts about about the experience we just went through about about Hitman 2016? Um, I don't exactly know what I was hinting at per se, um, other than just like feeling a bit of like burnout. Um, mm. uh, and I felt that Hokkaido is a particularly taxing level to grind. You know, whatever twenty hours or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it feels like a lot. Um. But no, I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't want to like let that kind of color the overall experience. It's not how most people are going to be playing the game, you know. Most of the time, no one is holding a gun to your head 
and you know forcing you to play uh, copious amounts of Hitman. Um, and I don't think that's where the game shines, as I've said multiple times at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't know. I'll leave it there. Okay. Um, I guess one thing for me is I didn't play as much of the Hitman one like. For me, I, I played Hitman 2, you know, at launch when it came out, and I didn't play as much of Hitman 1 levels in it because, for me, it was it was still pretty fresh in my mind. Um, so playing Hitman 1 in Hitman 3 here and seeing all the, like, the, the changes and, and mostly, I would say, improvements to the level, I really appreciated. Um, it's it's funny that, like, there's, there's basically no level untouched... Um, like even the ICA levels add a bunch of like the tall grass and stuff, which make parts of that just so much easier. Um, and I just, yeah, I really appreciate a lot of these levels a second time through, except for the ones that are, um, well, the ones except for Bangkok. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I do appreciate being able to sit with a level for a month. Yeah. Um, or or in the week before recording, more accurately, <laughs> um, because I when I played him and originally I would just do the mission and I move on. I didn't really stay in one place and like really pick apart the level. But doing that has um, made me appreciate the game a little bit more. So yeah, that's gonna yeah. be one of the nice things about two and three because they were yeah. not released this way. I will say I will say that the podcast, even though like the the hard binging has not always has been frustrating times i think i think mostly thank god um for me but despite that it gave me an experience that i didn't have the first time going through because i got into the trilogy reboot whatever a little bit late as hitman 2 was coming out um i didn't get to experience hitman 1 um in the same social way that i experienced hitman 2 so like with hitman 2 levels were dropping i at the time you know i had other friends who were um like actively playing the game and we were you know like oh shit like have you did you do this yet did you do that like oh here's this strat and it was very much like a shared social experience going through just super cool um and i'm very grateful that i got to experience uh at least some of the trilogy that way um whereas with one it was just kind of like me noodling like in the corner you know at my desk right um Mm. just playing the levels kind of in a vacuum uh with no real stakes other than just like you know opening up progression and things like that um but there's a market difference and not that this is exactly the same as having you know your friends all over with like three ps4s set up in the computer and like all playing in a room like almost like an old school land party like trying to bash out like the holiday challenges and um the new levels as they dropped like that was a singular experience this didn't obviously replicate a lot of those things but um it did get to like bring them into like a kind of like social space um that i am really grateful for and i I do think they've uh the game a lot more enjoyable and also it curbed the um the impulse to at the slightest bit of resistance or burnout um just kind of move on or step mm-hmm. away like the, the the being forced to play and um just you know <laughs> yeah. do this challenge that otherwise you probably would have pushed yourself to do whatever um it ultimately i think did enhance my experience because just knowing what you can do and like fully appreciating um you know, like, oh, here's this other way that you can take out a target. Even if that's 80% of it, actually doing it, that final 20, like, does do a lot for me anyway. Um, and I wouldn't have actually, like, completed, you know, actually done the thing versus abstractly understanding how that would do the thing. 
Yeah, and then I I want to say like having people like play along with us as well, um, really like was really affirming, but also like helped to like build a sense of like, all right, well this month like a bunch of people are going to be playing this level and it'll be in the conversation, um, and I don't know that was that was a good experience to have to have our little like time capsule corner of online to play Hitman 1 levels in. So I'm grateful for that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also been, it has been pretty cool seeing like some people who are like, you know, picking up Hitman for the first time and being able to be like, Hey, you know, we got this, this podcast, you know, like it's, I do think it is a series that benefits from the level by level approach. And if you want, you know, someone to be your companion. And I think people have, have responded really well to that in a way that's been really exciting to me. Um, but, uh, we could take it on to, to emails and stuff. Um, I have one, uh, DM that was sent to me, uh, Ryan, do we have some emails? We have one email from Kyrie that we kind of hit on. Um, I'll just read it. Hokkaido is a very memorable map in the series. It was filled with so much nooks and crannies. Um, it feels deceptively big for a contained space. Do you feel that Hokkaido works as a level for hit, uh, finale of Hitman 1? think yes is the answer to that Mm -hmm. uh does it do anything to signify itself as a finale or is it just another level to play around um to run off the experience of the first game i feel like we kind of hit that with the uh restrictive nature of like the rooms and and stuff like that to make it feel like uh like a final level sort of deal for one and i mean also it's just a very fancy level right i mean like it feels I think it's the richest space you visited, right? Yeah, so far. Yeah. There's like there's the garden and there's the sushi and there's like the like yoga and sauna and it just um it feels very much like you are being shoved into the sort of like excesses of the people that you're here to kill. Yeah, and just like I think it's important to note like the the setting as a whole is in a literal sense like at the farthest from the world as any space we're going to encounter right like it's literally this i think the words they use are hyper exclusive you know place where you you know you get things done in or outside of the bounds of the law and all of that blah blah um but it's literally on the side of a mountain where you cannot see you know beyond the the snow and the you know the, the cover right like it's it's completely like uh divorced from you know, like anything that might resemble like a relatable uh, terrain or a relatable field. Um, and again, I think that's something that they uh, repeated very effectively again in the finale of Hitman 2. Um, and it's just something to note just as like setting the stage, right, and establishing like all the stuff that we're talking about. Um, it's a cool technique. And I think it was, you know, like it's one thing, yeah, like, you know, Paris for all those, you know, there's, there are gates, right? And you know, that, that constitute, like, the boundary of the level. But there's still, like, the rest of Paris, you know, poor people included or whatever, right? The rest of the world is still, like, out there. But in Hokkaido, it literally isn't. It's, like, it's just up in heaven, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Though I did love, like, discovering that you can go outside and, like, go up the mountain. Like, that moment for me was cool. Like, I I want it, man to like do like i want hitman to do that for me where it's like oh i can go to this complete different place that i wouldn't even think i would go there 
Um, I hope we get to feel that more with with subsequent Hitman levels. Mm. Um, so we also got uh, some questions from uh, June, uh, who DM me on Discord. Uh, first off, for Hokkaido, I can see how a first lo- run on this level is purposefully super restricted until you find a staff costume. I lucked out of this by immediately attacking the two bodyguards next to Skylift, stealing their outfit, and realizing this grants is, grants 90% access to the facility. Do you remember what costume you found first? How does the level intend you to find your first costume? Mm. I mean, I think I think the way the level intends you to find your first costume is to get messy, right? I think the, the game assumes that your first time you are going to find, try and like lure someone into a weird spot, knock them out, steer their outfit, and then you will look around, and while you have this stolen outfit, you will discover smoother ways in the future. Yeah, and it's it's pretty conducive to that. Like it doesn't go out of its way to punish, just because there are uh, a generous number, there is a generous number of uh, of closets and uh, trunks available. So um, it's it's not as brutal as it is in some levels where there's just um, nowhere to stash people, like Bangkok. Yeah. I always got the idea that the natural first mission was Jason Portman. Hmm. It was it's just really easy to run into him and Diane is like, Hey, I have info. This dude wants to look like you. I don't know. And it's just it's just an easier way to get into the hospital too. Yeah, it's funny because I didn't like until this time, until playing it for the podcast, I literally never bumped into Jason Portman. Interesting. Um, I guess it's just because I was sprinting around so damn much, but. So I know that you don't start with the ninja unlock, but I unlocked that stuff back in the day, and it was still unlocked for me, which hasn't been the case with other levels. I don't know, but I'm not complaining. Um, so for me, I always started as the ninja, just because I like it. Like, um, not even for like the comic value, but for um. There's just something about the approach uh, down from the mountain that I just kind of like doing. Like it's this like little like ritual time in the lead up to whatever I'm going to do that it just like clicks with my brain. And so because of that, I ended up in the replay that we that I did immediately before the podcast. Um, basically, you know, however many times, twenty times or so, I don't know, um, coming down that path. And I would almost always either take the guard or the pilot from the, uh, the, the drug room. Uh, just off to the side, down the steps, mm-hmm. um, hanging off the cliff. Yeah, um, that was. I know. I know that's like a fake answer to the question since it requires an unlock. But I don't remember unlocking that because it was so many years ago. So I, to me, that is like the default <laughs> starting position for that map. Um, and yeah, it's almost always the guard. Yeah, I, 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 I just happened to find like. <laughs> I I don't I didn't object at the time because I do fundamentally agree with Ryan that the pipe is not like the pipe that sl- slides you down you know to the you know the other the, the staff entrance and stuff is not like obvious but for some reason I just magnetized to it so quickly um so the first the first costume I got the first outfit I got was the guard that's patrolling along that little outside walkway that leads to the helipad um, and I ended up getting that a lot of times because I didn't realize you could keep going down the pipe and that there was more stuff down there. <laughs> so, yeah, I think for, for me, that was my, that was my first like toe in the, in the door of Hokkaido. Um, we also have one more question from June, um, for all of Hitman one. 
Um, each level seemed like it was playing with levels of access as its method of raising difficulty and tension. What do you think makes a part of a level too restrictive to be fun? And what were your go-to costumes in each level that just that gave you just enough access to get by? I don't um, like being I... frisked. <laughs> yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, who does? Really? Um, yeah, other than that community on Fat Life, I don't know. Um, it's, I, for me, it's uh, timings that are really unforgiving. It's just mm. nerve-wracking. It's not fun. I complained about it multiple times throughout. It shouldn't surprise anyone. But I think as a single mechanic, it's overwhelmingly tight timings. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, what what ex- like map restriction mechanic were you thought to be pretty aggressively unfun, right? I key car. Yeah, that's fair. I you know get into the virus room and I don't have a security guard next to the door. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. What am I supposed to do? I think it's unironically key cards. Okay. Um, and frisking. Um, I think those are the two big ones for me where I'm like, it feels like a roadblock whenever I run into that. The most exasperating one is a trick I learned about recently uh, from Mr. Freeze 2244 shout outs um, that mm. just makes frisking. It's, 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 it's like, it feels like a bug. It's not a bug. It's just basically an exploit, right? But. Okay, put a weapon in a suitcase. Put an illegal weapon in a suitcase. Walk up to the frisking spot. Drop the suitcase. Get frisked. Pick up the suitcase. Keep walking. <laughs> that just works. Yeah. <laughs> and that just feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think I didn't discover that until... I don't know if this is correct, but I think India... Um, in him and two mm. is when I when like my third eye was open to that, um, <laughs> and I feel like it didn't end up being as universally useful as you think when it get, like where there ever meets the road on that. But sure, I mean I feel I, like I I, appre- I do appreciate that though as like knowing that you can do that if you want to is actually quite free like for how my brain works personally. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it feels. I mean, like it feels good to get through it, but it feels bad because it just feels like such a blatant like exploitation of the of the way it's designed that I just don't find it very satisfying. Um, I guess, but they would have patched it if. I mean, how? What do you do? You have them turn hostile the second you pick up a briefcase in their presence. What do you code that as? Uh yeah, I don't know. It just seems you would. I don't know. You can. I don't know. There's. There's specific instances where like specific items can be suspicious, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could do. It's not you could just. Suspicious. You could have them sort of cheat and say, "Well, if you have a briefcase that has a weapon in it, then and you try to walk past, it triggers like suspicion." And you're like, "Well, that's not fair. They can't just like look through the briefcase." Well, in reality, they wouldn't have let you just set it down and get first. You mm, know what I mean? That's true. So it's like. That's true. Um, I think that would be a reasonable thing, but. Yeah, I guess. Like, that's like I said, personally, I'm glad it's there, even though I have not used it in a very long time. That's yeah. Um, and then for the for the other part of the question, um, 
what my what the go-to costumes for each level it, generally it was just security you know we've talked about it before security just feels very awesome security like or game. like kitchen staff mm-hmm. yeah um uh, yeah I, those, I, are, I, those are generally i personally so. like the like going a little bit bigger so i tr- i try to get one of the like elite security costumes whatever that is mm-hmm. um it's just personal preference like i'd rather i like front-loading work in, in a lot of aspects of my life so um it, as that applies to hitman yeah i'll go out of my way to get the elite bodyguard in marrakesh so then i can just walk around and you know do whatever i want um yeah. it's it's less annoying because i feel so liberated once i step into that costume knowing that 90 percent of the map is open to me and that i'm not gonna have to worry about that many enforcers like that feels good mm-hmm. um even though i know it's the point is to feel that constant tension but i don't want it i mean and also like um very much like it uh, like like you you said that you know like you like like front loading the work uh, for me very much like in real life i like being able to carry an assault rifle wherever i want without people bothering me so uh, Amen. that's why Amen. i <laughs> <laughs> um uh what was y'all's favorite gimmick costumes huh I, mean, I know how, my how answer obviously comes from miami but that's because i play the games at the same time um so okay so <laughs> give me a second I mean, Helmet Kruger is a is an all timer. I do just really love Helmet Kruger. Um, sure, but like you're not hostile if you're Helmet Kruger. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um, as far as like hostile ones, gosh, I don't know. What's yours, Ryan? Um, I really like the Kill Bill one just because it's easy to get kills with it because it's pretty easy to sneak around mm. when you're already in the morgue anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. That and a plague doctor, plague doctor. I love plague doctor. Yeah, plague doctor is cool. I like the scarecrow. I just like sneaking around. Call if I fucking so. if the fucking challenges weren't fucking bugged, I would like the scarecrow. <laughs> I don't know. I got the hay challenge. I can't complain. Yeah. I didn't. I don't go for the crazy one. <laughs> the crazy one sounded so cool. Yeah, I know. I know it's not like a proper novelty costume, but for me, um, the Florida man, uh, the Florida fit uh, oh, outfit. Yeah. Because any any time I load into a level as Florida Man, like I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah. Um, Which one is you that? Are getting, we're, that's that's Miami. We're about to get there. Okay. Oh shoot! Is it from Miami? I don't yeah. even remember. That's what I mean. It's just in yeah. my inventory. I'm so sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Just kidding. Yeah, we're 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 getting there in in a month oh. or two. Um, I'm so sorry. Everyone. But Florida um, Man's very good. <laughs> I'm excited, for Florida Man. <laughs> Don't want to overhype it. I've learned that lesson. That's that's the ultimate lesson is to not overhype elements of Hitman to Ryan. It's good, but yeah, you I know, guess <laughs> nothing nothing's as good as imagination. So, yeah. uh yeah, I think that's I think that's it for for Hitman One. I think it's done and dusted. That's not true. No. Tier list. Oh shit! Right, tier list. Yes. All right, I'll go first. I'm ready. Okay, go for it. Colorado, Paris, Marrakesh, Hokkaido, Sapienza, Bangkok, ICA. Fight me. (laughs) I'll go next because mine is very similar. That's, you know. Um, So, Colorado, Marrakesh, Paris. And again, that's acknowledging that Paris is a better level, but as far as favorites marrakesh over paris and so i put sapienza and hokkaido on a split um 
I will pr- I will probably say Hokkaido over Sapienza in like two days. Um, it's just at the moment I'm a little burnt on Hokkaido, so it's like occupying that spot. But let's just go ahead and say I guess Hokkaido, Sapienza, Bangkok, and ICA. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, my list is number one Hokkaido. Number two, Paris. Number three, Colorado. Number four, Marrakesh. Number five, ICA. Number six, Sapienza. Number seven, Bangkok. Burn in hell, Bangkok. What? Uh, what is it about Hokkaido? I like it. Above Paris? It's pretty and the stories are fun. Okay. No, it is a I banger. Don't. Like, it is a banger of a level. That's the thing. Is that, like, in my list... I have two maps that are taking up space for essentially thematic reasons, like visual and like thematic reasons, right? That have nothing to do with gameplay or layout, really. I mean, they're fine, but that's all they have to be is fine. Well, I guess the openness of Colorado, whatever. But like, you know what I'm saying? So after that, when we get into levels that are essentially ranked on the like basis of purely their like design and like playability, like if, if you gave me a wireframe mesh of the level, it would be just Paris and then Hokkaido. Like that's pretty... I don't know. And maybe some of that even is nostalgia for like when you boot into Paris for the first time. So that's like the first real level you play. Um, and it's this whole world opens up. And so that is what keeps it above Kaido. But it's very tight in there, you know? Hmm. Um, so it's still a banger, even if it's um, whatever fourth on my list. And, you know, a lot of these are a lot of these are flawed levels. It's fine. Um, yeah. Okay, then that is actually it. For, for Hitman one. That's actually it for Hitman, yeah. We're Ryan, done. where can people season one? Where over. can people find you on the internet? Uh I don't want to plug social media stuff. I will instead plug uh the Abnormal Mapping Discord channel. You can find that at abnormalmapping.com. Um and I want to plug it because on that server we have uh our scanline media server where we post whenever new scanline stuff comes up. Um, and there's also a Hitman server in there. Both of those servers are mainly where our community sort of talks about the levels and hangs out and just talks about Hitman in general. Um, so if you're playing along or just want to talk about Hitman in general, uh, hit up hit us up on the Abnormal Mapping server. Me and Six are there pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's other a bunch of other people who are... Both new to Hitman uh, and our Hitman fans who are playing along with us. Um, so yeah, yeah, you have. It's been really fun just being involved in, in that way. You so. have people on there who are so hardcore that every time a patch comes out for Hitman Three, they get mad because like there are two challenges left in the game they haven't done that are still bugged. <laughs> like because they've done <laughs> yep. everything else. Yeah, there's a there's a whole range of experiences there. Um, Ty, where can people find you? can't find me i'll find you there you go good answer good answer <laughs> um and if you want to find me i'm at six Detmar on twitter if you want i guess s-i-x-d-e-t-t-m-a-r um you can also find my work at scanly media.com patreon it comes to scanly media and as ryan mentioned a lot of spending ch- chatting with the chatting with the listeners with the community over on the abnormal mapping discord it's great um but until next time folks I will leave you to prepare. We're going to we're going we're going to the Hawk Bay. Let's go to the beach. You know what we beach should do? Day. Wait, what should what should we do? Six six police commission a baby photo of Scanline. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> just insert it in there of being like, don't you want to know? <laughs> Peace. All right.